Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. This is, this is week three of Napoleon Hill's Dick and Roe Ridge. The microphones around, please use the microphones. Please use the microphones. Okay, good, good, good. Listen, I want to sit in the room first. This is important. So, and on you online as well. I have, you guys been with me, some of you been with me for two years. Some less. Nobody, but maybe Tippett, because you've been with me like six years. I've only taught you 10% of what I know. Not that I'm holding back. When you start off with a poor perception, you can only give people so much. This is too important for you not to be centered. I'm going to explain some stuff and it will all fit the book, okay? This is week two of Burning Desire. I need for you, I need everyone to commit 
to being vocal, commit to asking your question, and then also commit to yourself. I once asked you a question very early in this leadership class, we had something like week 30 or something. Something like week two, I asked y'all a tough question. I asked you, where would you be had you committed to yourself? Let's think about that for a second. Where would you be right now in life had you actually committed to yourself? Not teaching. That's good. That's good. She says not teaching. Let's see what else. So she's. Uh, uh, you're not using the mic if you don't talk that loud. Okay. No, no. But you talk loud. You you projected your voice. A veterinarian. A veterinarian. Okay. What else? Even online. In fact, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have everybody. All right. You see how detailed that was? Mm-hmm. Private practice in LA, being a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist to the stars. So she didn't get there. She did not. She didn't, double negative, not get there for lack of vision, but lack of commitment. Hers was very detailed. So let's applaud her and her detail because she got that part down. Good. Because you have to have a definite purpose. And she, now her purpose may have changed here recently or last decade or something. That's okay. As you evolve, your purpose will evolve. However, she has the definite purpose down. You have to be specific in what you desire. Does that make sense? All right. But don't confuse being specific and not being committed to it. All right. Everybody answers. Now, you have an option. You all have an option to not answer. I will not force you. It's similar to what I tell the people who, who, who take the opportunity, or that I take, because everybody will take, everybody in this room is stellar. You will all take the opportunity to work out with us at five in the morning. Some of your schedules don't permit, or you can't go because he goes or something like that, right? But all of you would be there if your kids were 50 years old, right? Or something like that. So all of you are committed to that. At least that's just what I'm going to assume and say. But let's think of it this way. Where would you be in life had you committed to yourself? So I'm not going to force you to talk. I'm not going to force you to talk. I ask everybody to say something, but just like I tell you, I work it out. You not cheating me. You cheating your picture that you want to be. That make sense? I will say this as a qualifying statement. You've done it your way all these years, and you ain't got what you want. Your way does not work. Your way is that of poverty. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, who else? Where would you be had you committed to yourself? Um, I would have been a, a defense lawyer. Okay, defense lawyer. Um, I always wanted to help the person who didn't have a voice, the underdog, the Good. person who got a bad break. Good. Good. Defense lawyer, person who had a bad break. Okay? Now, what we're going to work with her and all of you is to be more definite. 
Okay, but nothing wrong with that. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Okay, let's clap for her transparency. Let me go. Let me go online first. Let me go because they can't see you. So we had somebody break in online. Go ahead. Yes? No. Yes. All right, child psychiatrist. God bless her. Right. Amen. And it's not my it's not my calling. Okay, child psychiatrist. I'm I'm one of those parents that like my kids. And I can't handle yours. <laughs> That's why I'm not a school teacher. You don't laugh at me. Some of you feel the same way. Right. <laughs> Some of you would be great counselors and vacation Bible school teachers and all that stuff. And 500 kids and you. You volunteer for the school field trips to be chaperones. I've never been on that list. I've never been on that list. I didn't like kids when I was a kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was a different kind of kid. I grew, I grew up homeless. So, I, I, you know, I, I never had to, I never grew up nurtured that way. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I would be a high state player in NBA history playing for the Houston Rockets. Living in that cul-de-sac house right down the street from Warren Moon House in Lake Olympia. Keep going. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Let's, let's clap for him. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And so some of you may say, but you're short. How tall are you? I'm 5'9". 5'9". Has anybody ever been 5'9 in the NBA? Yes. Therefore, it's possible. Did you see that? Yeah. If you, if, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead. All right, come on, let's clap for that. Come on, man. She on the front lines. Yeah, buddy, she's on the front lines. Notice she skipped over LV and she went straight to the two year. And then say she's going to be the, the, the bachelor's RN after that. In X ray, I think she said. EKG and X ray. Look at her. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Now, you're not there because you haven't committed to yourself. Let me, and this, is, this, this isn't the bad thing, this is the punch in the stomach day. This is just me letting you know that somewhere past kindergarten and before adulthood, we start being realistic. Did you hear what I said? And realistic is the fastest way to mediocrity is to be realistic. You had the dream of being the lawyer, but then somebody told you you couldn't, and you bought into that. Someone's negative view of their world was projected on your world, and their view 
became stronger than your burning desire. I've been walking you there the whole time. Okay, right? Does that make sense? Okay. If if it doesn't make sense, I'll say it again. I don't know how to. I don't know how to make that plainer though. People's view. People will have a limited view, and then adopt that view as facts. And then put their view on you with the energy of factual information. And then you buy into these facts because you respect these people. And their facts become stronger than your burning desire. Does that make sense? Alright, so let me explain. I was doing a coaching session Monday. Monday night. So this is Wednesday. So Monday night. And the person comes in highly upset. Upset. She comes in upset because she can't pay me properly. Money's getting funny. Change is strange. You, you, anybody been there or there now? Is that, is that yeah? Okay. Now, and this, this is highly respectable conversation. She is distraught. Because she can't do right by me. So she thinks. Okay? Now, that's a pretty good heart to have. Does that make sense? That is a wonderful heart to have. The problem with this was she toiled, those are her words, with this decision all weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, she stressed silently over a situation that we handled immediately. Okay, watch it. 72 hours of pain for no reason at all. Because her burning desire to change her life did not outweigh her feelings about money. Does that make sense? Okay. Her burning desire to change her life did not outweigh her feelings towards money or the lack of. I guarantee you everybody in here right now suffers from that situation. And you can't you can't say you don't because the harvest doesn't match that you do. Does that make sense? And it's not, not, not by my standards, by your standards. You are the one, as you've complained over the last 30 weeks, I've listened. And your complaints are matching your harvest. You know why? Because when you speak a thing, often that's your burning desire. That's it. Let it process. Let it process. Let it process. Have you ever noticed how passionate you are when you're complaining? I mean, you mean every word. But but it's your But you mean every word. Every word you mean. That is a burning desire. So, back to the lady with coaching. 
She started spitting me fat. It's a fat, it's a fat. I said, calm down, relax. I said, has anybody, I said, has anybody else changed their life for the dollar amount? Yeah, yes. When you complain and complain about something often, that is a burning desire. None of you have ever dispassionately complained. Now think about this for a second. You don't have a single complaint that you, eh, it's okay. Think about that. In order for it to reach the level of complaint, you have to become passionate about it. Right? Now, when you complain often, that is something you are not just passionate about. That is your definite purpose and burning desire. That's why up to this point, you guys have manifested poverty and not prosperity. Does that make sense? There's two roads, prosperity, poverty. If you can tell me every way not to do something, which road are you on? Period. Period. If your mind immediately goes into the negative, what is that? Because there is no negative in prosperity. Now, of course, there would be negative things in prosperous times, but that has nothing to do with you. Because you'll always find the good in the bad. So even in the bad, there is good, meaning you got, you're surrounded by good. And then when you find bad, you still find the good. So is that good or bad? That's more good than there is bad. Make sense? Those people win. So you guys, up until this point, and this is the next thing I'm going to say. Up until this point, you have, and what I'm doing, if you haven't realized what I'm doing, I'm walking you to the burning of the ships. Okay? Up until this point, all of you have complained. But you've taken your complaints and called them facts. It's a fact. I'm the wrong color in America. It's a fact. I don't make enough money. It's a fact. She shouldn't have did me like this. And whatever it is, all of your burning, forget that, all your complaints, you say they're facts. Name, who in here complains and don't believe your complaint is true? You are not you. So you you wasting your time complaining about something that has no effect over you. No, you only complain about what is stopping you from doing whatever it is that you're trying to do. And if you are making that excuse, it means you believe it. This is this is this is this is this is equivalent to me saying this microphone is a microphone. If you're complaining, it means you have a problem. If you're complaining about your perform, if you're complaining about how you could not perform, it is now an excuse. And if it is something that you're using as an excuse, you believe in it. And if you believe in it, you burn for it. I need you to understand before we get to the burning of the ships, every time you complain, you're passionate about whatever you're complaining about. And whatever you are passionate about, you call it to existence even more. 
This is why you don't see prosperous people complain. Not that they don't have reason to complain. They understand there's two roads. And the act of complaining automatically puts you on what road? If you don't believe that, winning has a dialogue. Losing has a dialogue. If you don't believe that, we can go, let's go to gang violence. If I like the color red and I speak illy against the color blue, what did my dialogue tell you that I am? Okay, of blood. Oh, no doubt, that's the bigger picture, I'm in poverty. But I'm a blood. Did anybody, well, we're going to be all right. Did anybody disagree with the fact that I favor the color red? Your dialogue tells you your spiritual geographical location. How you speak, I got you, I got both of y'all. How you speak. I would disagree with your liking the color red. Oh, okay, I understand, I understand. <laughs> However you speak shows you your position in life. Okay, I'll prove it in a second. Go ahead. You said, I, I, yeah, yeah, you got well, right. I'm sorry. You just said spiritual dialogue. I was going to ask you. Spiritual geographical location. Thank you. Because, let me tell you, let me, let, me, let me say, I said it that way for a reason. Because you'll be having $2,000 in your pocket and saying, I'm doing good. Because my, my geographical location physically is I'm in church. But when you are spiritually, your dialogue points to it every time. You could be in a prosperous place and not have prosperity. See, most people fake demotions. They are, they, we, we, we're really good at lying to ourselves. We Fathers, well not, not, I don't want to say fathers, some parents, okay, both, now we got both genders, show up to sporting games of their kids, but aren't in the kid's life. Does that make sense? My physical location is I showed up, but the dialogue that you have with your child, whether it's none or loser dialogue, shows you your actual Location. Okay. Okay. You you was never here physically, but now all of a sudden you show up because I got signed to the NFL. Okay. Now that's prosperity. That don't mean that your spiritual yeah. geographical location is in prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake says you wouldn't with me shooting in the gym. That's it. You understand what I'm saying? All right. How you speak determines where you are. Period. Period. Why? Because your words can only come out your mouth because they were thoughts first. Mm-hmm. That's back to the power of thought. Yes. So what would you, getting, getting back to the red and blue, what would be the prosperity thing to say about the color blue? So you can have prosperity as a gang member. I'm not telling you do that. You can be prosperous in any situation. So let's 
Would you want me by the color blue or you want me to be a prosperous gang member? No, you said you love the color red, but you hate the color blue. Okay, so just in regular dialogue, I snatch hate out. Let me tell you why. To be against something is negative energy. And as long as you have negative energy, what are you drawing back to you? Does that make sense? So don't be against poverty before prosperity. Does that make sense? In today's age, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. It's not easy when the likes of social media can be so addictive and time consuming. So you may think you don't have time to read a book or to develop yourself. There is an app we highly recommend. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to. We like Blinkist because it gives us jam-packed information in very little time. And as busy entrepreneurs, we're always on the go, always in and out of meetings, always traveling. And it's great to learn great information in between those dead times. I highly recommend one of our favorite books called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It will change your life. Right now, for a very limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for this audience. Go to Blinkist.com secret to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T Blinkist.com secret to start your free seven-day trial. Don't forget Blinkist.com secret. Not against war for peace. So that's just in a regular dialogue. So I'm not against blue. I'm for red. This is the answer to your question. Does that make sense? That's how winners talk. Except for his case. I'm not against red. I'm for blue. I was No, that was a great question. Because dialogue is everything. This is, this is, this, that's why I centered the room first. Because we are not having a conversation that you're comfortable with, whether you want to admit that or not. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I have another question. When Y'all couldn't hear her. She was like, so. <laughs> when you were talking about complaining is a burning desire, mm-hmm. obviously that's a negative burning desire. Because it's complaining. Okay. It's a ne- okay. I've, yeah, I've been thinking of burning desires towards something we want. And that's what I wanted to point out. She's thinking burning desires towards something we want. Yes and no. Burning desire is simply burning desire. The universe doesn't know nor care what you burn for. It will simply be obedient and give you what you burn for. I need you to I need you to comprehend that the difference between a penny and a million dollars only has difference between you to the universe is the same proton. It's just energy. 
It is the same proton. There's no difference between a Bentley and a Honda to infinite intelligence, only to your subconscious. See, I'm introducing to you new information. So, let's see, this is what we got to be seeing. People, because when you're in pop, okay, okay, I say this with kindness. Okay? All of you came to me, whether you're one or you're two, in poverty. You were doing well, but you were doing. Okay, well she she's right. She was dragged. <laughs> she was dragged. Anyway, they, they dragged her kicking and screaming. I'm not, and I'm not talking about you. We we if you're anything like me, well, let me not say that. If when you desire to change, you get tired of doing bad, I mean doing well in bad situations. You just rather do well. Does that make sense? You don't want any more qualifiers. I just want to do well. I don't want to do well amongst my poor friends. I want to do well so none of my friends have to be poor. Does that make sense? Okay. So this is a hard concept to accept. This ain't the hardest one I'm going to introduce today. This is just hard because when you're in poverty, you are arrogant. What is arrogance? Not receiving new information. How do I know you're not receiving new information? Because you're lacking. If you live in lack, every place you have lack, you are arrogant in that area. So you don't have to admit to me that you're arrogant. Your harvest shows me you are. Does that make sense? All right. So. The point I'm stressing here is complaints come from passionate places. Who in here complains and doesn't want the thing you're complaining about to change? Anybody? You, so you complain and you don't want it to change? I mean, I want it's to possible. You want it to change. Okay, that was the, that was the, that's the reverse side. So let's go to let's let's go to reverse side secondly. Okay, for the most part, all of you are complaining because you want that thing to change, right? Okay, good. So if you want it to change, you're passionate about it. Does that make sense? It's default. You don't fight for something you don't care about. All right. So the reason why you keep manifesting more of your complaints. It's because they're burning desires. Please, everybody, either write that down. If that's not your style, receive that in your information. However you want to do it. Be yourself. I encourage you to be yourself. But I'm not moving forward until I understand that you have processed that information. I'll repeat. Your complaints have always been burning desires. Nah, whether you write it down, if you got, I, I don't take notes, so I'm a, I'm an up here kind of guy. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Over the, I got internet first. Um. So, uh, 
with the burning desire thing earlier, I think last week or the week before, it was determined that we really only have one. So is it what we, at, at that point, complain about the most is our burning desire or everything that we complain about? Is it like something that we just harp on, harp on, harp on? No. Or it's a good question. Everything you complain about, you're passionate about. But the things that are showing up in your life is what you burned about. Now, you can, you can be angry about something and burn for a moment until you change that, which you probably have not. That's still coming your way. And at that moment, I hate you, right? Until you fix that, and if you are too stubborn to apologize, and you start being a good person over here, you still have I hate you coming back. You cannot, I got you, you cannot avoid your harvest even if you're currently doing good now over here that's called presentism I'll break that down in a second go ahead okay I'll repeat what I just said and I'm gonna when I do repeat it I'm gonna fully answer her question That's right. For that harvest to come back. That is correct. Okay. So, an apology, does that... That does fix it. That kill the seed? Doesn't kill the seed. Doesn't kill the seed. Uh It fixes the harvest. Okay. Let me explain. Did everybody catch that? That is a a mighty fine question you asked. Okay. Now, what I was saying, so I'm going to fully answer her question and then double back on that one. So what I was saying was, you can't say I hate you. Because her question, her question was, do we get all these things we complain about? Or do we get the ones we burn about? The problem is, you're getting pretty much all the things you're complaining about because you're passionate about all of them. But you're burning one moment and you stop. You get that harvest because you ain't go back and fix it. Then you, you focus on something else and you get that because you ain't come back and fix it. And every moment is, every I can't, every I hate is a manifestation. Does that make sense? All right. Now, I know it's, if it's still a confusion, it's going to get unconfused over here. All right, let me use jazz, okay? Me and jazz, we're married. I like to speak things that can never happen, okay? Because I don't want to speak things over people, all right? All right. Because if we get married and one of us getting shot because our husband over here, you understand? All right. (laughs) So... We married, she's nice to me, but I'm not nice to her. Make sense? So I'm going to explain a few scenarios. This first scenario is Shannon's scenario, the question she asked. She's nice to me, I'm not nice to her. All that stuff I did, but here I go, I changed. Now I'm nice on my job. Now you get it? I'm nice at work, I'm nice with my pastor. 
or my religious leader. I'm nice everywhere else. I'm a great leader. I'm still a sorry husband. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. I will prosper in these areas, but it would never be a breakthrough prosper because I still got to pay for what I did to her. So there's a way of saying that it all comes out in the wash. I neutralize my prosperity because I'm indecisively burning for more than one thing. My hate for her and my love for this prosperity. So which one do you get? You don't get either or you get both. This is why some of you are experiencing some hope and some luck in some areas, but you can never get ahead. Every time you get paid, this Comcast gives you a $500 bill. That you're like, where did, where did this come from? It, it almost seems like magic, don't it? Like literally, like, I mean, I, I need you to be real with me. Some of you are doing all the great things. And every time you move forward, it seems like something come up. You finally get on your feet and your transmission go out. I'm, I'm keeping it real with you. you. You understand what I'm saying? So you finally get ahead. Now you got $3,000 of unexpected expenses because you call. Right? Okay, she's right. You understand? Or you finally get in the head, but your cousin go to jail. You're the only one that can bond them out. I'm, I'm just, are you right? And I could get, I could come up with infinite explanations of this here. There's a great, there is a great, great explanation of this in the Bible, not to make this biblical, but it's such a great explanation. It is found in this little bitty obscure book called Haggai in chapter one. In Haggai chapter 1, these children of Israel are literally putting everything first but the entity in which they worship. They left their entity's house in shambles for 16 years and they're building all their houses. They, they having all the banquets. They celebrating birthdays. They having kids. They're going to school. They're playing Xbox. Probably not in 600 BC, but you understand what I'm saying. Okay? They're doing all these great things. But later on, it's revealed to them why they're struggling. Paraphrasing, it says, listen, you've been planting seeds, but your harvest ain't been coming up right. You're doing all the good stuff. But I'm making sure from a natural, universal standpoint, the reason I bring this up, because the Bible and many and all major religions are rooted in a universal truth. That's why I'm bringing this up. Okay, so this entity is saying, "Listen, no matter what you're doing with your own laws, this universal law that I control, which is the ground in this case, the harvest, you can do everything right all you want to. Guess what? I'm not letting it come up the way it should." It says, you drinking, huh? <laughs> keep on drinking. I'm going to keep you thirsty. You got them clothes on, don't you? Don't worry about it. You're going to stay cold. You got, what, what, you, oh, my favorite one. You put money in your pocket, but it's like you have holes in it. I, and, and I'm telling you, the universe treats you that way, whether you believe in, in Christianity or the Bible or not. If you are trying to 
live, if you're trying to uphold the laws of money, and there are laws, and you are cruel to people, you're getting the cruelness because you cannot get the money because part of getting the laws of money is to be kind to people. You cannot, here's a great example of this. I can't withhold payment from you and expect the universe to give me what I deserve. Did that make sense? Because the universe is the receiving, but the only way I can get receiving is to do what? So what I'm currently giving you is withholding of payment. This is why when you ask me to help you with your finances, the first thing, give her the mic. She told me her finances two years ago. She told me her finances two years ago. Well, watch your breakthrough that's about to happen, though. She told me her finances two years ago. She laid them all out to me. And she was like, I can't do it. And I was like, no, no, you got to do this here. What did I tell you to do first? Okay, give to yourself. And I said, now while you're giving to yourself, this isn't going to work unless you do what? Name starts with a K. Oh, debt. Your debt. Oh. You're messing up my whole illustration. I know, I'm so sorry. That's all right. What, what did I make you do? Before you start paying back credit cards, what did I make you do? I mean, pay me. Pay you was first. And I made you pay. Oh, my there you go. There you go. Okay. Because I made her pay the person she owed. She owed someone a large amount of money. Now I told her, listen, Capital One, they already wrote you off. I'm not telling you not go back. But there is a human being you are withholding payment from. And until you pay them. The universe can't pay you. Okay. Did that make sense? Okay. You get it? Because remember, the receiving can't happen until I... Now, let's tie this into complaints. I can't receive prosperity when out my mouth I'm giving complaints. Because what is giving complaints? What road is that? So I'm trying to receive from prosperity, but I'm not in the spiritual geographical location of the road of prosperity. All right. Anybody lost there at any point? What about online? Okay, so everybody got that. Now, the truth is, what I've just explained to you for 50 minutes, literally, you have been victim to the whole time you've been living. You can't say you haven't because you don't have what you want. Right? I'm not talking about you. I'm giving you enlightenment. Got it? Now that you can account for why you've been struggling, you can control it. Does that make sense? Okay, great. So, burning of the ships. Before I break it down, we're going to do two things today. We're only talking about two, th- well, these, these three things, right? We're going to talk about the burning of these ships, and we're going to go to your think wealth statement, is what I call it. Okay. All right? I'm going to bless everybody in here. 
before I break down the ships, I need to explain to you the ships. Okay? It's like, I'm going to break it down, but I'm going to give you the cliff notes first. So you can understand. There's a, who, who likes to read book summaries first and then read the book? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. I want to understand what I'm getting into so it can make it plain. You mean like a little thingy right there? No, that you can Google. When you buy, so when you buy Think and Grow Rich, you can Google chapter summaries of Think and Grow Rich. And literally, that's okay, you don't have to like it. You, you have different comprehension. That's okay, nothing wrong with that. I'm, when I read books, I'm re- I read books for one purpose, to devour that book and get the information. I read so often and so quickly. I... Oh, okay. Somebody is clearly calling me on Facebook. I really hate that. They need to get rid of that feature. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's just, I heard a noise. I'm like, what is this noise? Okay, great. Anyway, sorry. It threw my whole mind off. I'm such an introvert. I don't like all that. But anyway, so, <laughs> thank you. Chapter summary. Yeah, that really threw me off. Invading my privacy and I'm teaching. I like to know what I'm getting into. I like somebody to tell me, chapter one is about boom. Oh, great. So when I read, I'm reading through the lens of what they said this is about. So when I pick up new, I mean, extra information, I get to challenge what I know against what this is about. I get the best of both worlds. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying it makes your writing better if you're writing papers. It makes you understand better. It makes it. So I'm going to do that right now. Okay, I'm going to do that right now. The story goes, guy, war, people, ships, burn, conquer, better do it, they do it. That's, 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 that's pretty much it. Okay? Good. Okay. Now. Okay. Now, if you're complaining, I need you to understand your complaints are a vessel. And when you're complaining, you get on the same. So let's do it now with the complaining thing now. Guy complains, burns prosperity, says let's go, loses. Because the only thing that was going to get you winning was the weapons you needed to win. But when you're complaining, you're not burning your complaints. You're burning your weapons. Okay, so I need you to understand. When they get over and win the battle, they burn their excuses and complaints. But if you're complaining, you're only burning your winning and your tools. Did that make sense? Yep. All right, let's break it down. So somebody pick it up. I think it's page 21. That, that'll let me hold the microphone. I think it's page 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. He left himself. A long, right while ago. a long while ago. And I want you to get the mic because you don't have the mic. I don't, know what's, I don't know why you don't like microphones. All right. And I'm going to stop you. We're going to do this like, remember how you grew up in Sunday school? And they say, read. And the pastor says, stop. And then he explained for a long time. And they come back, but you got to remember. You don't remember? Well, you're to learn. Crash course right now. We're going to throw you with the sharks. All right, let's go. A long while ago. Okay, stop right there. That's how this goes. You see it? Y'all can't see her face. Look, the church folk go live like, yep, yep, yep. He, he showed it. Okay, right? But that is it, though, right? You thought she was going. Stop right there. Stop right there. Okay. 
a long while ago. What you should be, I'm getting, listen, this is worth, who, who, who needs to record? Who needs to record? Anybody need to record like you did? You good? You good? Anybody need to record? We already recorded. You already recorded. Good. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So, hear ye this. All right. A long time ago. A while ago. This means that there is a truth that has happened a while ago. This is not new information. Very important. Because when you start hearing about the law of attraction, when you start hearing about... They actually call this the new way or new perspective. Um, it's not new. Thinking and growing rich did not happen with Napoleon Hill. He recorded it for us. But they was doing this in Babylonian captivity, in the Babylonian Empire, and before then. As long as people have been winning in the world, this has existed. The reason I'm explaining this to you, because to disagree with the law of attraction and to disagree with Think and Grow Rich is for me to introduce to you the concept of gravity and you say, ah, that's new, I'm not going to do that. That's not real. Did that make sense? Okay. Did everybody receive that? All right, let's go. You'll figure it out as you go. Okay. <laughs> There we go. A great warrior, don't have to worry about that real quick, had to make a decision. And the decision does what? Ensures his success. Everybody listen and pay ye attention. What have I taught you a decision is? Okay. Dying. Yes. Okay, be willing to die for it, burn his eye, all that's good, and dying, and to cut off all other options. All of you are correct. All four answers were correct. So, listen to it. Decision to ensure success. That's where I want to stop at. Okay, okay. To ensure success. I'm going to say it because I'm trying to push it in your head. To ensure success. Success was only ensured because a was made. Did you catch that? If you are indecisive, you are unsuccessful. <laughs> Do you get it? If you're trying to be financially free and all you're saying is I want to be financially free, you're unsuccessful. If you haven't made a decision for a dollar amount, you have not ensured that dollar amount in your life. Make sense? All right. And then you got to read because the next part is the most important part thus far, but it gets more important as we go. On the battlefield. I've, done, I've read this book for eight years, twice a year. I pretty much got this book memorized. Listen to me. On the battlefield. Why am I stressing this? Guess what, you winners? If you ain't on the battlefield, you can't win. Write that down or put it in your head if that's your style. 
If you are not on the battlefield, you're losing. Let's repeat what happened. A while ago, some information that was already out there, a great warrior literally made a decision to ensure his success on the battlefield. If there's no battlefield, there's no success. If there is no battlefield, there is no success. If there is no battlefield, there is no success. If there is no battlefield, there is no success. Yes, because I was going to repeat it 50 times until somebody said something. How do we know what our battlefield is? Okay. How do we know where or, or what? Both. Okay. If there is no battlefield, there is no success. Fair question. Okay. Okay. Yes. The battlefield is always in the mind. That's true. That's his point to his mind. That's true. He says he's a preacher. He, he gets that. It's true. So answering your question. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, online. Is it fair to say once you make a decision, life automatically puts you on the battlefield? Just if you're not indecisive, you're not lo no longer walking around in a maze. Like you have a target. That was my home run that she just hit. Okay? So, you actually answered her question better than what I was going to answer. The battlefield happens when you make a decision. So, how do I know where my battlefield is? Have you made a decision? If you made a decision, you're in the battle. Don't it feel like that? Yeah, five in the morning. <laughs> five in the morning. Five in the morning. So she works out with me at five in the morning. Does that mean she get to wake up at five and be there at five? No. Exactly. Well, she's 30 minutes away almost. So she got to wake up at four, doesn't she? Huh? Does that mean she get to go to sleep at four? Is that what she wanted, she wanted me to say that? Does that mean she get to go to sleep at four in the morning and wake up at four in the morning? No. And she know we're going to run. Does that mean she get to not hydrate? No. She's on the battlefield. When she get the body that she wants, she will experience success. Watch it. Through principles that were made up before we got here. I'm not done. She will become a great warrior because she made a decision. All that's in there. I haven't even finished this story. Was that like the first sentence? Yes, that was literally the first Did you? Did everybody? Is everybody catching that? Receiving that? Receive it, catch it, go. I feel like I feel like that should be a question. If you're not on the battlefield, there is no success. So, if you're not successful, you haven't made a decision. I'm looking for something else. Go, go past that. You're right. If you're not successful, you haven't made a decision, and the decision puts you where? There you go. Okay, did you catch it? If you are not successful, you are not on the battlefield. Now, we're going to add some more meat on this, because somebody's like, I'm on the battlefield right now. I, I get it. I understand. We're going to show you how to perform on the battlefield now. Okay. I am on the <laughs> He's, he's such a preacher. 
<laughs> Did you hear him online? Did you hear? <laughs> okay, so here's what we discovered. I want to recap. I want to recap this if, if you're recording, because re repetition puts it in your brain. Secrets from a long time ago. Great warrior made a decision. Made a decision to prepositional phrase. So his decision, and then inside the prepositional phrase, phrase modified. The actions of the decision. That's how sin, that's how grammar works, okay? So he made a verb. And the prepositional phrase modifies the verb that he made. Which means he made a decision only to win on the battle. Here's, here's, how, here's how. So pick up your book real quick. I want you to go. This is, this is the power of grammar. Read that sentence without to ensure success. To ensure his success. A long while ago, a great warrior made a long while ago, a great warrior had to make a decision on the battle. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Take our own to. Okay. Take our own to. Okay. So to ensure his success and on the battlefield. Read right after that. The both of those are prepositional phrases. A long while ago, mm -hmm. a great warrior had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And read the next sentence. Oh, okay. He was about to Okay, say. Did you see how the sentence didn't lose value when we took out the prepositional phrases? Right. That's how prepositional phrases work. So, watch this here. I need you to understand this here. This, I'm using grammar to punch a point home. Yes. So, yes, yes, I feel fire. Yes, <laughs> yes, give it to me. So, a prepositional phrase really just explains really what you're doing. Yes, a prepositional phrase modifies the verb or the noun. Just, it just, it more than likely a verb, okay? It modifies the verb. What does that mean? It gives life, it gives meaning, it gives accentuation to what you just said. It doesn't need to be in a sentence. If it's in a prepositional phrase, it is just some nouns and some verbs and some pronouns that are simply modifying the action that's already being done. I went to the store to get some Okay, so I went to the store. Watch it. Leave that out. I went to get some milk. Where did we lose anything in the sentence? Okay. I went, because to get is now a prepositional phrase. I went to milk. Still didn't lose nothing. I went some milk. If you got broken English, you still understand the sentence. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, in, in that sentence, I went to get some milk. But doesn't that raise questions? Where did you go get some Okay, that's why you use prepositional phrases. But here's what I'm trying to get you done. Okay, you got a question. Prepositional phrases add value, but they're not the point. See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Hold on, let me, hold on. Go ahead, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if it fits. So, basically, you're making a decision. Boom! That's the point. Okay, so you jumped ahead of me, right? <laughs> the prepositional phrases you're going to get stuck on to ensure. Oh, man, how do I go home and go ensure success? Oh, man. How do I, how do I get on the battlefield? Make a decision. And you won. 
It's not ensure success and grow rich. Get on the battlefield and grow rich. Think and grow rich. Now back to the prepositional phrase. Go ahead. Did you receive first though? Yes, sir. So the preposition. Explain to me what I said. Um, do not. You got to make a decision. What's the most important part of this first sentence? Decision. Great. Go ahead. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, you had a question. Uh, yeah, back to prepositional phrases. So we will utilize a prepositional phrase to kind of kill questions that they may have. About sure. Sure. Okay. Prepositional phrases, appositional phrases, appositional phrases are sentences. Well, not sentences. Well, it can be a sentence that sits in apposition of side by sit on the side of what we were talking about. Here's an example of a. I'll give you both. I'll give you a prepositional phrase and an appositional phrase. They serve a similar function, but they're different. You're a preacher. Do you mind if I talk about your Jesus did? You have no problem with that at all. Okay, he has no problem with that. Okay, I'm going to talk about him greatly. Okay, there he is. <laughs> he said, oh, you know, you're going to be a fight here. I'm going to talk about him greatly, okay? <laughs> Jesus went to the cross. Okay, so to the cross is now in prepositional phrase that so you see so in your theology that clears up everything for you okay, okay right so Jesus went to the cross now watch it okay to die is another prepositional phrase but this time it's the indirect object of that sentence okay it's the indirect object of that sentence it's in the what Greek would call the dative since we're talking about the cross and we're in the New Testament okay so Jesus went to the cross to die for is again another preposition. Our okay, you close it there. Sins. You could just say Jesus went to die for our sins. That's still a preposition phrase, right? Jesus died for our sins. That's all you had to say. You get it? Jesus died for our sins. You're saying the same thing. I'm teaching the power of, uh, of, of grammar, right? Now, appositional phrase. Same sentence. Jesus went to the cross, died for our sins. Jesus. Who is who was a carpenter? Okay, that's an appositional phrase. It's also a disambiguator. Uh, ambiguous means unclear. This is the opposite of that. So to get out of unclearness. So not just Jesus from you know Hong Kong, Jesus, son of David. Let's let's clear up who we're talking about. Does that make sense? All right, Jesse. No, David. Son of Jesse, not just regular David or other David, David, son of whoever. This David is the son of Jesse. Appositional phrase disambiguated. Make sense? All right, so in this case, he made a decision. The rest of it is just modifying his decision. You want to win? Do what? There you go. Next sentence. Who liked that English lesson? All right, look, I didn't know any of that English lesson until I got beat up learning foreign languages. The hardest thing to do learning foreign languages is to recognize you don't know jack about English. I had to go, I had to go buy seven recommended books just to understand English. I didn't know prepositional phrase, because when you translate, 
You got the, in translation, your job is to find the noun first, the noun of the sentence. Problem is, it's 50 nouns. All of them can't be the subject. <laughs> Some of those nouns are subjects of the prepositional phrases. Subjects of appositional phrases. And you can't translate if you don't know well, who we're talking about. Because if you don't know the subject, you can't have the verb match the subject. And you can't have any adjectives modify the noun in what you call adjectival, adjectival concord. Which means this, I know, this means this adjective has to match in case, number, and gender. So I can't say the car, now nah, let, me, let, me, let me go this way. I can't say Diana, who is a female, and it puts some masculine attributes mm-hmm. on, you get what I'm saying? I had some examples, but they were not proper. Okay, so I just generalize it. Okay, go ahead. All right. <laughs> my boy, I'm shooting on the fly. My brain is, just went to the gutter because I was thinking man, woman, and anyway. Go ahead. He was about to send his armies against a powerful, powerful foe. Yes. Whose men outnumbered his armies. Stop right there. He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe whose men was Listen, listen to me, listen to me. On the battlefield, you're always outnumbered. So when you start telling me it's hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was easy, everybody would do it. They won't let me know. They won't. They, they, no, they're not going to. Because if you win, they lose. Don't get rich, bro. Does that make Yeah. 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 I mean, seriously, this makes sense. If I need you to understand that on this battle, on your way, we ain't even burnt. Well, we ain't even got to the burning of the ships yet. You just need to recognize that just moving forward, you will be outnumbered. So, working out. Don't you feel outnumbered? Okay. 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 So about a mosquito. So we working out outside. He's absolutely correct. The mosquito outnumbering us a thousand to one, and it, 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 seriously, like for real. But check this out. Here's uh, here's re- more realistic ways to be outnumbered. Just let's just take working out. That alarm clock go off. You have fifty decisions instantaneously that outnumber the one prosperous one. Does it feel like that to y'all? Yes. When you try to do the right thing, don't your brain tell you all the wrong stuff? I'm hungry. No, no. I know we're supposed to go back to school, but you went sleep last night, sir. Just for I know we're supposed to go to school, but okay, somebody make the connection. Okay, so it costs too much, right? You who I can think of a thousand excuses. I don't feel like I don't have time, but there's a connection there that I'm making. If I know how not to go back to school, there you go. I, I, I say it out loud. Poverty. See, on the battlefield, if you give in to being outnumbered, you must go to poverty or die because you now collapse your thinking on poverty. 
If you focus on being outnumbered, you're on the road to poverty. Ah, that, that, uh uh-huh. How many excuses you see me make? We was putting a financial bind here recently between me and you. Did I make a single excuse? What did I tell you? I'm going to get it done. Or I'm going to die for it. If I don't get it done, I'm dead. Did I offer you any excuses? Would you follow me if I did? Mm. No, because excuses are like a holes, and we all got them. Okay, there you go. Excuses are like a holes, and we all have one. But I never look at excuses as being my enemy. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Y'all receive that, and y'all receive that. I'll repeat it so it can hit you again. That was profound truth. That was not revealed by her. Flesh and blood. <laughs> she, now, the church folk, as you said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to her. She said, I never knew my excuses were my enemies. I never knew my excuses were my enemies. Okay, so I'm glad she did that. Yes. She looked all outside herself. Okay, she looked all outside herself to find the reasons why she loses. Whole time has been your excuses. Okay, so let's cover what we let's cover. Let's put it in your head. Let's cover it. <coughs> let's cover it. In fact, this is exactly like the, how you like to go through the Bible. This is exactly what we do. Okay, so let's cover. It. <coughs> let's cover. It. Let's start from the beginning. Long time ago. So listen, this is some general information that is universal that has been around before we got here. A great warrior. Why is he great? Because he made a decision. Where did he make a decision? On the battlefield. Everything in there inside a prepositional phrase. So what's more important than just being making a, I mean, uh, being on the battlefield and to ensure success is making a decision. Make sense? How did that next one start off? I forgot. He was about okay, there it is. I got it. He was about, I got the whole thing. Remember, I just needed my next cue. He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe. That's what this one says, right? A powerful foe, but they were greatly outnumbered. Okay, so what you need to understand is on the battlefield, how you get on the battlefield? So the moment you make a decision for your burning desire, you are currently outnumbered. Hear me, hear me well. The moment you say, I want my PhD, you're outnumbered. The moment you make a decision, you put yourself on the battlefield. And on the battlefield, you'll always be outnumbered. I once told you, in fact, I once told y'all, but I'll say it again so it can be recorded, so it can be in your hearing. I like to say the road to success is petty. It does not want you on it if you can't handle it. If you're not willing to be outnumbered, the road to prosperity will kick you off. If you're not willing to go through the pain to get to the promise, the road to prosperity will cause an argument in your marriage. It don't want you there. 
unless you qualify. Poor people stumble across the road to prosperity all the time, but they can't stay on it because they're not prosperous. They don't have a prosperity mind. You see it, but then it frustrates you every time you see it. How many of you feel like that before? You see people doing well, getting a new car every two years, and you get mad at it. Let me help you out. When you, let me help you out. This is, this is free information. The next time you see something prosperous, the next time you see a five-star hotel, the next time you see somebody in a very expensive suit, a very expensive car, don't look down on them. What you just did was tell the universe you don't like expensive things. Be happy for them. Don't say, I don't need that. Say, I'm very glad that they can afford that. Mine's next. That's just fine. Make sense? That was for free. That was for free. That was for free. You, you get, if you forget that, you'll get great detail. And my upcoming book coming out, Kill Your Loser. Let's go, ahead and, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and plug that. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and plug that. I believe it's in, matter of fact, since my laptop is right here, I'll tell you right where it's at. Hold on, wrench around and wrench it off. Since I control the class, it looks to be in chapter... Chapter 11 or 12. In chapter 11, I literally tell you poverty is not holy. We'll come back to that later. All right. Now, let's read. Oh, no, 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 no. So the moment you get on the road, the moment you get on the road, let's <laughs> see your face. Yes. Poverty is not holy. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. The moment you get on the road. Oh, well, well, let's stay there for a second. <laughs> let's stay there for a second. Poverty is not holy. You've been taught that way for reasons that we won't. I won't get into. And for this one, I got like forty minutes. <laughs> okay, so going back to Jesus, meek and low. Jesus also had his own economy. He didn't have no, I don't know, what is, how does that scripture go? No, foxes have, have holes, birds have nests, but the son of man had no way to rest his head. Yes, if you're going to be biblical, that's true. It doesn't mean that he struggled. Right. Hmm. Okay. okay. Oh. Do I own two cars? Nope. Do I drive the one I own? Nope. Do I struggle? Nope. All right. Trying to make it plain. I'm trying to make it plain. I'm trying to make it plain. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? Technically, you drive money on Even if it's to the park to work out That's whenever she late. <laughs> That's whenever my chauffeur is late. <laughs> I only been once. She's only been once. All right. And she, <laughs> she was like 30 seconds late, but I'm not a patient man. All right. So, you're always outnumbered. When you make a decision, you put yourself on a battlefield. When you put yourself on a battlefield, it ain't going to be easy. You've, you've felt like this. Some of you, since we got some Christians in the room, I think all y'all Christians in the room, right? We got Christians in the room. When you got saved, was it easy? You thought it was, right? You say it's changed the whole, my whole life. <laughs> and then it got harder as soon as you tried to do right. Because you made a decision to be better. 
And every evil force against you, well, we lead them out. Every evil force against you. Listen, I know folk, matter of fact, I don't think I know folk. I have been the folk that decided to stop cheating. And soon as I did, all my secrets got exposed. Because I made a decision to do right. And because I made that decision, evil forces came against me. There's a scientific way to say that. Newton's first law of motion says an object at rest will remain at rest to an unbalanced force acts upon it. So flipping that around, if you're at motion, it means an object against you. The unbalanced force coming upon you must happen because you're in motion. You can't be, you can't, you can't run fast if you're not wind resistant. Make sense? You have to learn how to be aerodynamic to let the energy of the air go over you. I wish I had somebody. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That, okay, so she, she brings up another scripture. Uh, the, Paul, you like Paul, don't you? Okay, so that's right, so does Tempest. Tempest loves Paul. Okay. Every time I try to do good, what do you say? That's it. Evil. All right. So every time you're on the battlefield, every time you're on the battlefield, evil will be present and it will outnumber you. Keep going. This is Sunday school style. He loaded his soldiers into boats, okay. sailed to the enemy's country, uh-huh. unloaded soldiers and equipment, and gave the order to burn the ship back Stop there right there. I'm going to explain all that. He loaded his soldiers in the boat, but watch it. What did he do? This is important. The enemy's country. You can't win in your comfort zone. Okay. Okay. Until you go in the land of the people who don't want you to have it, you can't get it. Okay. And if it's not people, the forces. And if it's not the forces, it's the mentality. Whatever it is, you can't get it. Not just until you get in the boats. Until you get the boats going to where you will be uncomfortable. I'm trying to make this make some good sense. You must go into enemy territory to win. This is why there is no life altering blessings in your comfort zone. You'll be sustained, but you'll never win. Average is not winning. All right. So after that, read me that next part. Because it's, it's, it's way more important than that. Unloaded soldiers and equipment. 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 Okay, so then equipment to do what? Wait, he unloaded soldiers and equipment. <clears throat> then gave the order. To burn the ships. <clears throat> okay, watch it. Everybody ready? <clears throat> the equipment was necessary for the journey. Does that make sense? Stop getting out your boats. Leaving your tools. There is a wonderful think and grow rich way I can say this. Stop losing your mind in all these situations when it is your mind that makes you think and grow rich. That's the only tool you need. But y'all keep getting... Y'all keep going to prosperity without your mind. Mm, I'm sorry. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, y'all keep going to prosperity without your mind. No, that's true. Okay, watch this. I'll prove it to you. How many of you working out at five in the morning or any time you've ever worked out and you worked out in the wrong mindset? Did that work out for you? No. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It don't work out. The drive don't work out. The, the, just none of it works out. You probably didn't even get any workout that you just wasted your time. You ain't burn no calories. If you did, you didn't burn enough. You ain't get past your talk. Every time you do something with the wrong mind, you fail. Every time you do something with the wrong mind, you fail. And you can't get out. You can't, you can't load your mind and then get on the enemy battlefield and leave it in the ship. Yeah, burn the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm trying to make it work for you. I'm trying, I'm trying, I told y'all I was going to break this down. Please. That's okay. Go ahead. Did you hear me, Tempest, online? Did you hear me? Um, what I said was, you can't go to the enemy's battlefield. And I'm, not, and I'm talking about enemy, not spiritual. We're not talking about spiritual. You can't go to where your victory is, load your mind, and get out and leave it in a ship. I'll tell you why. Because you need your mind to not only think and grow rich, but if you, whatever you leave in the thing that brought you there... Every time you get shot at, you're going to go back to the boat. Okay. How many of you doing that right now? Your, all, all your harvest says you're doing that. So how many of you doing that right now? It get tough, you go back. You got to keep moving forward. That's how I was explaining this morning working out. You can't quit when it hurts. You have to go until you collapse. Then get back up, negotiate with your body, with your mind to do more. The human mind will always stop you 40% earlier than what it should. I learned that in my time in doing top secret missions for the United States Army that I will not name. Just know I was military intelligence, tactical, which means I was on the battlefield. Make sense? Your mind is, wants you to survive. Your mind don't care if you're in a coma. It considers survival abundance. Well, we got to talk about this. <clears throat> so Tempest was right. I do need to talk about how poverty ain't holy. Your mind don't care about a million dollars. It only cares about survival your mind will keep you in a coma for 30 years with other people wiping up your feces and consider your life to be successful. That's his job to keep you alive. You have to tell your subconscious we have a new standard for success. You got to retrain it. You have to tell yourself, your subconscious, our new standard for success is to be alive as billionaires. Alive as millionaires. You don't want that much. Alive as a five-bedroom house, as a child psychologist, or in L.A. as a psychologist to the stars. 
right? Or as a lawyer, or as a nonprofit, one red shoe. I'm gonna speak all this into existence right now, helping many impoverished and homeless and prostitute and desolate people all across the world. Started in Galveston, Texas, and helping 25,000 people a day. Somebody put your hands together for that. I'm going to speak all that into existence for you over here. If y'all don't know it, she got her nonprofit one red shoe. That's it. 25,000 people a day. Was that your vision? It is now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 25,000 people a day. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Keep reading. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good to go. Did the leader, great warrior, ask his people no. if it's okay if he stay in poverty? No. Tempest Smith <clears throat> once told a crowd something last year that I heard I'll never forget. I heard it, I'll never forget. She said she realized she had to stop asking permission to be great. So she went to her family and just notified them that she is great. Ooh. I wish I had somebody. Oh, yeah. I got a recorder, it's on podcast. <laughs> did, you, did you hear what I said? Did the great warrior say, hey man, do y'all mind if we win this battle? He did not negotiate for poverty. He burnt ships for prosperity. And that's how you need to uh, dictate your life. Stop letting people have that. Poverty people for permission to be great will not result in greatness. People will only be low for it. They don't want to be better than them. That's it, right? Why would you? I'd repeat what you're saying because you break up a little bit. That's poverty people for stuff. <laughs> that's not gonna make you great. They know how to be great. I heard a man say, "Stop asking drowning people lessons on how to swim." Ooh. Okay. <laughs> hey, sir, I know you're drowning. Do you mind teaching me how to swim? Make it not the sense. Fair enough. Go ahead. Oh, oh, no, no. So burn the ships for prosperity. Do not negotiate for poverty. Okay, go ahead. We now have no choice. We win or we perish. All right, stop right there. Okay, we, we don't have... See, he recognized... This, this ain't the important part. The next sentence is, it's just two words. We... Listen, we, we, we ain't got no choice. I cut off all choices. This is where I get my statement from. He doesn't say this. But for whatever reason, I heard this, I don't know how many years ago, I've been reading books since 2008. I don't know which year I started saying it, but it's been many years now. I'm willing to die for it. Read that sentence again and see if you don't hear, I'm willing to die for it. We, we now have no choice. We win or we perish. What does perish mean? Die. So in my little brain, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just telling you. We win or we die. 
And I made that my mantra. And ever since I did, and two years later, I retired at 29. Kid you not. When I decided, so that was, so I can tell you, I can't, I can't now date it. 2008, so I read the book. 2011, I walked away from everything corporate America. So in 2009, my fourth or fifth time reading the book, I said, I'm going to be a full-time public speaker or I'm going to die. I've been getting paid to do this ever since. Well, yeah, no doubt. I appreciate it. Right? Because start next year, do you mind? People go pay $1,500 a person just to get to this class. Got a handle job. Make sense? Alright, so win for it or die for it. That's the only place I want to live. I don't want to live nowhere else. Nowhere else. If I'm not gonna win, I'ma die. There's no plan B with me. If I won't win, I'm gonna die. Not if I don't win, I'm going to go back and replan my job. Nope. If I don't win, I'm going to die. I'm for the push at the heart of all you Christians in this room. If I don't win, I'm not blaming it on God's will. His will is for me to win. If I'm not winning, I need to replan my plan. But he told me I could be the head and not the tail. So why am I negotiating that in his will I was supposed to be the tail? I'm not doing that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make this make go ahead, please. That's when your excuse becomes your enemy. <laughs> you hit a little bit of adversity and you start blaming God because you want to have an excuse not to take ownership for your life. You can't blame him for why you lose it. Make sense? And since I know a, uh, one a bit or two Bible verses, unless your name Hosea and you somewhere around 600 BC, you ain't been sent here to lose as an example. Now, if you don't know nothing about that book, go ahead and read it. Does that make sense? I'm going to win for it or die for it. This, in there, do you hear anything negative? Because dying for it is positive. Not I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. Not win, lose, or draw. I'm going to win for it or... Tonight, 6 o'clock news, young man from Galveston, Texas, dies literally trying to change the world. More at 6 because you're not going to hear nothing else. When I die, I'm going to die with no energy. None. Um, Mr. Medical Examiner, how did he die? He had no energy. I say this all the time when I'm speaking to college students. I say this all the time. Why are you going to sleep full of energy? People who go to sleep full of energy make me sick. 
They are the people who complain the most. You complain. You gonna if you gotta watch TV yourself to sleep, you got too much energy. <laughs> you got too much energy. You got way too much energy. Way too much energy. You better knock out an email, call one of them numbers on that business card. Well, I don't know what is your dream, but you better do something. <laughs> you need to go to sleep. I when I when I finally cut on Netflix and watch a documentary in the nighttime, I promise you, I am the fastest sleeper on planet Earth. <laughs> I swear, I am not lying. I literally, literally put it on, and before the credits start rolling, I'm out of there. I'm not lying. <laughs> and the only reason that I have that on is because the army says I have post-traumatic stress syndrome, so I can't just have it silent. That's the only reason. I need to have some sort of light and some sort of noise drowning my head out. It's the only reason. That's, that's the only reason they gave me post-traumatic post, post, PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome at the highest rate possible. And I did some stuff for them. But if I didn't have that, I wouldn't even be watching TV. I'd just go in there and crash. Make sense? Read me those next two sentences. When you say I'm a win for it, or I'm a, I mean next two words. When you say I'm a win for it or I'm a die for it, the next words are? Now you got to say that with some courage. All right, now put some mail deep in your mouth. Just playing. <laughs> she trying it. <laughs> look, look, even Shannon came up like, what is she, what is she doing? No, 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 I'm just joking. I'm just joking. They won. Did you see it? Following all that, they won. To simplify it, make a decision, be willing to win for it or die for it. When you say things like, I don't know my burning desire. You are on the wrong road unless, caveat, you're willing to die for finding out your burning desire. Does that make sense? See, if you're willing to die, to, I'm going to find my burning desire or I'm going to die, you in prosperity land. But when you say, I don't know my burning desire, you do nothing about it, poverty. Because if you don't know your burning desire and you go to sleep, you shouldn't have went to sleep. Now, if you don't know your burning desire and you're willing to die for it, you gave it all the energy and it just hasn't been revealed yet, but the way will be shown. Make sense? All right. Last 20 minutes. Did everybody receive that information? If thou did not it, since I got all you church folk up in this joint. If thou did not it, okay? Ask questions. Yes, go ahead. Oh, yes, yes, good. It fits right here. It totally fits right here. Okay, so Deanna was talking today about alpha males. Okay, who in here kind of know I'm an alpha male? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for that. But, okay, she says... Okay, everybody listen. Come here, come here. Come scoot up real quick. <coughs> so she says, well, can two alpha males exist in the same organization? I don't, I don't think that's possible. 
I said, sure they can. She said, no. I said, Bryant Johnson is a great example of that. Y'all missed your shout, King. You were supposed to clap for that man. That's why. Right? So I told her to remind me to bring it up. She kept saying like 50 times, bring it up. I don't fit. Because there's a reason why. Because his burning desire trumps his alpha male. There's something that he wants that makes him say, hey, you got it. This is your territory. Pour it to me. <laughs> I think, did you want to say something? Because you shout all over the place. You always say that. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make this make sense to you. This, I'm trying to show you the side effects of burning for something you desire. Because when I go around the corner, am I alpha male? Now, of course, for those of you in the recording that don't know, my, one of my mentors is around the corner. Do I go in there? Let me see if I can be, I'm going to be slightly vulgar for a little bit. Okay, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> when I go around the corner, do I go pee on the toilet seats? I'm walking my territory? Okay, you understand what I'm saying? That, that, I was trying to lie on my chest where I was trying to make it to where I'm not doing this here. Does that make sense? That's his territory. Pour into me. When you burn for something, your personality disappears when needed. Shows up when it's supposed to. Sits down when you need it to. Make sense? So if you have marital problems, you're not burning for a good marriage. <laughs> I'm looking at the faces a lot. There are no such thing as marital problems. There are only character problems that show up in the marriage. So if you're not burning for a good marriage, you can't check your character. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got yeah, you know, yeah. You do that one better than you do. All right, Rev, you do that one. You do the soul. Yeah. You meant that soul. Alright. Everybody get it? All right, so think and grow rich statements. Well, I call this thinking wealth statement. That's, that's not the name of it. It's just <clears throat> in my notes on my iPhone, I have think and grow rich notes. And then I didn't want to have think and grow rich statement because I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two just by glancing. So thinking wealth was just by default for my ease. Okay, so you don't have to call it this. Call it whatever you want. There's six steps to it. Step number one. Ah, yes, and the science is messing up. It was probably by the rain or something. Step number one. Fix your mind on the exact amount of money you desire. This must be exact and definite. Exact and definite. I want to be rich. Is that exact and definite? I want a man. Is that exact and definite? No. I want to be married. Is that exact and definite? No. Exactly. I want to be married when I graduate with my bachelor's or I want to be married. What's today's date? Sure. August 16th. All right. I want to be. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. But. But. Okay. Well, for you, you. Okay. So he says. He's such a preacher. He says. 
I want to be married to a woman. Of course, that's a big deal for him. That's his job profession. But, okay, and hey, and keep that. Listen, I, and I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad he's joking and he does that. Your job is to be true to you. You can't, ooh, ooh, I'm about to say something about the liberation. I'm about to say something about the liberation. I didn't even realize it until it just happened. You can't burn for somebody else's desires. Shut up, Reverend. <laughs> God, doggy. You cannot burn for what somebody else want for your life. Amen. Okay. 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 You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just. I know your mama wants you to get a job. Don't shout all over this place. Don't shout. Don't shout. Okay. I know your mama wants you to get a job, but you starting your own company. Now, if you start your company and keep all the ships of going back to a job, are you on the battlefield? And if you're not on the battlefield, can you ensure your success? And if you still got your ships, have you made a decision? And if you haven't made a decision, are you indecisive? And what is on the road? What? Poverty, thank you. I was trying to fix the city, but you got it. Indecisiveness is lives on the road to poverty. Does that make sense? So, the more you try to please me because you love me, the more you keep you in poverty. Makes it in that situation. Makes sense? Does that? Does that? Burn your ships. Robert Kiyosaki, my friend, in 2008. Now, I wasn't ready. I, I, didn't, I didn't retire in 2011. It was like November 22nd, 2011. I wasn't ready for this information, but I always remembered it. He said, if you want to be rich, don't get a job. I completely understand it. It struck a chord with me then, but it ran against everything that I had been taught. But the truth is, if you want to be rich, get a job. Why? Because your job ain't going to make you rich. It's not my job. This company works differently. Outside in the matrix, it is not my job to make you rich. It is my job to make you make me rich. You do that customer service to fill my bottom line, and I'm going to pay you just enough not to get angry. And go and get your 4.0 so I can pay you higher so you can be smarter and draw in for me more income. All right, number two. Determine exactly what you intend to give up for what you desire. This is, in my opinion, the most important one. Now, the truth is, I shouldn't say that because all six of them are important. For me and my struggle, this one was important. Because I didn't grow up correctly. And so it's when you grow up like me and you get adopted, you wind up having brothers, sisters, that not really your brothers and sisters, but you're willing to die for them because since you never had family, you attach. But when you come up the way I come up, the, the odds are against you to be prosperous. I say you can't. So people like me often attach, marry, and date the worst people that you can ever possibly think of. Amen, right? You 
when you grow up never having a mother's love, you chase after. In my case, I've always dated older women because I, I grew up homeless, but I, I would, not even knowing it, in high school, not, not, that, not that this is a problem, but just some of the psychological reasons, in high school I dated a 16-year-old that had a baby. I'm not saying this is a problem. I, I get the thought process. I'm not saying, she's successful today, so I'm not, this isn't, like she's highly successful, you know. And she, she did well. Her child is currently like 19 years old. He just had a baby. And they're doing just fine. She's making like $40 an hour. Okay, so I'm not speaking against teenage pregnancy. I just want you to understand. Psychologically, since I never had a mother, I went and found me one. Yes, that's what I was trying to get you to understand. Okay? So, I don't even know how that would work for a woman without no motherly love. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Maybe one of you guys can tell. But I don't know. Point is, Number two is very important to me because I didn't grow up correctly and I attached myself to the wrong people. And I call that loyalty. I'm just speaking my truth. I've always been loyal to people who were not loyal to me. As a matter of fact, I got three things that I wrote down that I literally have made a keynote speech because I couldn't. I was sitting back and I was inspired. And I wrote a keynote speech called Committed to Poverty. I haven't done it yet. I just wrote it July 25th this, this year. Listen to these three things I want to talk about in this speech. Lesson number one, I was winning around losers and thought that I was winning. Lesson number two, I was dying for people who were not willing to die for me. Lesson number three, I was surrounded, surrounded by key people who did not like me happy unless they made me happy. That came from my soul. You, 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 want, you, you want to speak on it? You want to welcome? Okay, she said that's true. All three of those, I literally, I was inspired and I said, man, I just kind of put myself in a position. I said, man, I had, how, how did I? What was my problem? And I said, I was committed to poverty. And that, in my language, in my struggle, those were the three things I did. I was willing to die for people who were not willing to die for me. I'm telling you that straight up. Straight up. And then I always attach myself to people. Come here, baby. Come in. Who couldn't stand if I was happy unless they were the ones responsible for it. <laughs> but speak on it because you got some power on you. <laughs> it's funny that you made those three those three points in the privacy of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that it's like confirmation because me and uh Prince mm-hmm. was talking about this what, a few nights ago? And you know, he's he said, you know, 
He said, baby, you, you could be loyal to the wrong people. Mm. Yeah, he said, you're a loyal person. Like, you he said, but you, you loyal to the wrong people. Yeah. And he said, you often find yourself yeah. frustrated because you can't go to the next step mm. because you're constantly breaking your neck mm. for these people. Mm. And, you know, it was just a general friend-to-friend conversation. I just, it, But it was it supposed was, to happen today, for was, sure. It was funny that you said something that nobody yeah. knew but you. And all you did was make note of what, was, what came out your mind. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat to get information Definitely. from you know, Definitely. No, no, let's clap for her because that's all. That's her. And let's clap for her husband because that's a heck of a conversation they had. Yeah, this was the privacy of my own self. Like she said, I wrote this for me to go out there and tell people I wasn't even supposed to say this. In fact, I got to go about five, ten minutes over time just because I stood right here. However, the universe works this way. Now, your Bible would say confirmation comes in twos. Natural law without the spirituality into it, and you, yes, um, you get that from so confirmation comes from twos. You get that that is the source of that is when Je- Joseph had the dream of the the king had the dream and he couldn't interpret it. Joseph of the Old Testament, excuse me, yeah. and he has the dream of the plenty of wheat and he has again yeah. dream of plenty had it twice. Then he had the dream of the plenty of sheep. I mean. Plenty of fat cows. Then he had the dream of the skinny cows. So it was plenty wheat, plenty cows, too. Lack wheat, lack cows, too. And so the source of confirmation comes in twos from a spiritual perspective is driven from that or derived from that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a thing that keeps occurring. So universally, practically, I want to tell you, if he, you just had that conversation with him and it just came up just now, the universe wants you to hear what you've already been talking about. And what's going to happen, here's how life works, and I hope all of you receive this. What's going to happen is until she received, that's why I centered the room. So I had no idea. I centered the room not knowing this was why. I just knew today was important. I just felt the energy that today was important. Does that make sense? I didn't know this was coming up. Be aware of when things are happening. But if she don't receive, and I know you are, I know you are going to, so I'm just saying, if you don't receive the information, it's going to keep teaching you the lesson. Which means, how does that look? The people she's loyal to will keep burning her. They're going to keep needing money. They go keep going to jail. She got to bond them out. I, I don't know. I'm just randomly saying things. I don't know if these are people. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm operating in energy right now, right? They're going to keep siphoning from you energy you need to go get your dreams. They're going to keep you venting properly to your husband about the wrong things. Instead of venting properly to your husband about y'all next business y'all about to buy. 
You know, baby, we just, you know, we need to fix our cash flow problems. This is a vent. How are we going to do that? Let's start a business. That's a vent. You know what I'm saying? Versus, ooh. Mm. Ooh, Aunt Lucy, I just can't stand it. She, right? You, you know what I'm saying? You get it? I use my own. That's a lady who adopted me. I don't want to speak that note, okay? Aunt Lucy is who adopted me. That's what I call her, okay? Does it make sense? So I'm purposely watching my words to speak stuff over you, okay? So Aunt Lucy was the person who actually literally adopted me, so I said that. Because she no way gets on my nerves. But you get <laughs> she saved my life. But I just I didn't want to speak negativity. When I went positive, I was speaking that over you. But I didn't want to speak the negativity. Does it make sense? I understand power in words. But the universe. So y'all clap for her one more time because every clap she receives. And, and sit and, and for her husband. And for her husband again, sis. That's important. And if it came up, and now now she got the lesson. Make sure y'all get it. Because she's has enough fortitude to say, man, I was struggling with that. Yeah, I'm struggling with some stuff right now that you're not receiving. If you, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you have lack, that's an area you're not receiving. You get it? She had to have that conversation because it's lacking that area. As a result of this conversation, she received new information and the lack shall pass away. Does that make sense? All right. Number three, I'm almost done. Number two, but I'm glad I did that. And what I did was I copied and pasted and sent it to you guys in the line app. So you got that, those three lessons because something told me to do that. Something told me to do that because maybe you guys need to look at it. Okay, hold on. I gotta type You're talking it. about your wealth statement. No, I'm actually going to read my well statement, but I, I can send it to you as well. Too, but I'm actually going to read my well. That's, that's how we end in class. He sent his well statement, and then under that, it was the sixth thing. Okay. Yes, I said that. Okay. What I just sent was that one, two, and three. I was just telling you about the oh, the keynote. I sent my. I said, okay, oh, the keynote. Thank you. Great. Yeah, because that that's just me being committed to poverty. So I sent it to you guys. Okay, number three, establish a definite date for when you intend to possess the money you desire. Now listen, listen to me well. The reason you don't have a date is because you're scared of prosperity. People who don't establish when they want to receive their money are afraid to receive the money. That's the only reason you won't establish a date. There's no other reason. If it's, unless you're unaware of it, since it's in your awareness and you still haven't established a date because you don't believe that you can get it. Okay, if you don't have a date for your dream, you don't believe you can get it. And remember, you also tell the universe, I don't want it. Number four, create a definite plan for carrying out this plan. Begin at once, whether you're ready or not. I wish I could pour this in your heads. Move and the way will be shown. You do not have to be ready. When we started, when Man Tempest started this class three years ago, at the end of this year, well, it is, it is like October or something, then we'll be already, we're already recruiting for year four. Most of you will be coming back. Yeah, we're already recruiting for year four. And most of you will be coming back. The deal is, we were not ready. Couldn't even afford the books. But we moved, and now we're on year three. 
Makes sense. Wow. Very welcome. Very welcome. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Did you want to add to that part, Tippett, since you're here? Did you want to say something about that? I'll let you. Since that was personal towards Okay, she said no. She said no, y'all can't see it. She got on a shirt and she got something wrapped around her head. And Shannon got a little hand. She's showing me all her bedroom and stuff. It's, pl it's platonic, though. It's platonic. Don't worry about it. Like she covered the camera. <laughs> she covered the camera until she accidentally left the call. <laughs> so I'll stall a little bit until she get back on. Let's see. Number five. Now write it out. Oh, man. Oh, this, this, this. Look, I was just making fun of you accidentally hanging up. <laughs> now write it out. That went by accident. Oh. <laughs> Number five. Now write it out. Write out the money you intend to acquire at the time limit in which you intend to achieve it. State what you intend to give in return for the money. Describe clearly the plan in which you intend to accumulate it. If you don't write down your goals, it will not happen. I'm not telling you to write down notes. But I am telling you to write down your goals. I get, you're not a note writer. I'm not either. God bless you. Keep it up. You get what I'm saying? You receive differently. I am an audible learner, but I'm a visual learner. So I receive. I can hear and memorize greatly. So I don't need to take notes. But write your goals down. Because when you write them down, that is you taking something that does not exist and you're manifesting it on that paper. And when you draw it into this physical reality, you're pulling it into this physical reality. Go ahead. Is that like so when you asked for my goals and I sat there and literally mm -hmm. drew a blank mind? I thought uh -huh. I had them in my mind, but when it came to write them down, it was blank. It was blank. But then what did you do? I gave you a to-do list. You gave me a to-do list. Was it the one you wanted? No. Okay, you felt bad for it, and then you gave me two days later, you gave me a better one. Yes, I did. Now watch this here, though. When she drew a blank mind, did she complain? No, to me. She probably complained to herself. But you move forward, yes. even though you were not ready. And today, this company is fulfilling your dreams by what you wrote down because you moved forward. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Write it down. Writing it down is you manifesting it. Number six. Read your written statement aloud twice daily. I'm going to say something about this. Read your written statement aloud twice daily. Read it once before retiring at night. Read it when you arise in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. I could spend 16 weeks on this one statement. Read it out loud. I'm coming back to that. Here's what you need to do. Don't just read it, feel it. Okay? You've been taught how to pray, but you haven't been taught how to pray in the right vibration. Mm -hmm. You pray only when you're desperate. Mm -hmm. And you don't believe in the prayer. You believe that your desperate prayer would be heard. But you don't believe that you can receive what you just prayed about. 
You believe it will be heard. You just don't believe you deserve to receive. How can you? You're desperate. How many of you have made great decisions from desperate places? You're desperate. Okay. It's possible to make great decisions from desperate places. If you want to fix your cash flow, you can make great decisions from desperate places. But not with a desperate vibration. Desperate is, I'm burning these ships. Now, men, we're going to win or we're going to perish. That's a good vibration. Not, oh my God, please. That's not work. Okay? Now, read it out loud. I know, listen, everybody listen to me. I'm going to, for the next three minutes, I want to say the most important thing. Actually, let me read my, let me read my well statement. Pay attention to how much emphasis I put on number two, what we just talking about. I will have $1 million before December 23rd, 2017. I will give up everything. Okay, this is number two now. I will give up everything to reach this goal, and I will do anything legally and morally to achieve it. I will give up my free time, my TV time, and my reading time to achieve this goal. I'm still at number two, I promise you. I will give up any friendship of any kind that does not help me achieve this goal, regardless of who they are. Because I'm loyal to the wrong people. I will work harder than everyone else in my field. I will read more than anybody else in my field. I will achieve this dollar amount through coding, tech, the ATS brand, teaching, and investing. That was the definite plan of how I'm going to get there. Make sense? I read this. I got to memorize now, but I read it before I retire. And when I wake up, it's the first thing I do. Well, it's the second thing I do. The first thing I do is sit there for about five minutes and just be grateful. I have to train myself for that. You'd be surprised how hard it is to be grateful. It is absolutely insane how hard it is to be grateful. So the first thing I do is I lay there and I just be grateful. And that gratitude puts me in a different vibration. Now, here's what I want you to understand. In the next two minutes, read it out loud. I cannot stress this enough to you. You think you know it. You do not. You think you can say it in your mind. You cannot. What you must do is do what rich people do. If your way worked, you'd be doing whatever your dreams are. So I want you guys challenge yourself to follow simple instructions. And when you go home tonight, say it aloud. Why? Because when you Plant your feet and speak your thinking wealth statement. You are calling that into existence because there is Christian folk, life and death and the power of the tongue. It's not just in your mind. Every time you speak, you plant a seed. Here's, what I, here's your challenge. Watch your words. Every complaint is a seed. Every time you read this statement, it's a seed. 
I'd much rather you die for wealth than your complaints. Let me pray for you. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person. And then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about, well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B, all spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E, 
e c r u i t e r zip recruiter dot com slash b to b and i promise you you will be grateful that you did so again that's zip recruiter dot com slash b to b it's also in the show notes <laughs>